For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 72! Woo! Wow. Low energy tonight. It's pretty late. That that was low? You think that was low? That was pretty low energy. I think so. Oh, damn it. Okay, well, sorry, Ash. Sounded fine to me. Well, you haven't been around enough, Al. I've been listening. <laughs> Come on. That's actually true. Against, yeah, against all odds, you've actually been listening to some of the episodes. I know. And I came in to clarify, I'm not a crotchety drunk. Although I was very happy on my birthday, Ben. I'm not a crotchety <laughs> drunk. And there you go, man. I have never puked in my bed from being drunk, unlike others. All right. Who said, which one, which one of us said that? Was that uh, just wrong Kyle out or there. Zach that blamed you of that? No one. None of us did. No oh. one. <laughs> I've also never I never puked in my bed. Other beds See? I can't say anything about that, but my own bed definitely never puked in it. Oh. Wow, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. So Alex, is that the only reason you came on tonight? No, I uh <laughs> didn't even watch the movie, just like <laughs> I just want to clarify something. We just I'm hear a him decent hang up on the call. Human being. No, uh I actually like this type of movie that we watched tonight. So oh. that's why I'm on. All right. Yeah, a sub movie. Interesting. Yes. I like that as well. <laughs> if you could call this yeah. a sub movie, yeah, perfect submarine uh, movie. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll start off with that because I usually forget to do this at the beginning. We are in the start of a new cycle. We've closed out WTF Movie Month, and we are now on to. Does this really need a submarine month? And you'll notice the question mark at the end because these movies are ones that are considered questionable for submarine content, I would say. Although yeah. They do mention them, like in the descriptions. I'll go through the description of this movie later. In the trailer, you'll see a submarine. Uh, but anyways, that is for the rest of the episode. Yeah, hopefully it is. Oh, dive, 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 dive. <laughs> what began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle L. Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Jamie, what were you about to say before uh, yeah. that torpedo started heading right at us? Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, I hope that doesn't steer us wrong because we've had other cases where descriptions of movies have mentioned submarines. The one that comes to mind is, uh, uh, what is it, Darkest Descent or Deep Descent? What was it called? Darkest Dark Descent? Dark Descent. Dark Descent. Come on. Hey, I, I can't remember every movie. But uh, that one talked a lot about submarines in the description and then it wasn't – or actually submersibles in the description and there was not a submersible to be seen. So. Except for the one where right. I remember Dean Cain was like, "Do your 
pilot shit. Right. And this one, I mean, I think that's probably similar to the amount of submarine we got in the movie that we watched today. Uh, so. I think this I think this is the new record. I'm not I'm not uh, going to split hairs here. I think they it are depends. pretty close. But. Well, so we can we can discuss this. We can discuss this later, but I I think it yes, in terms of the overall scope and the importance of the submarine to the film. This is easily the lowest, I would I would think. Even something where we barely saw any submarines, like uh, Mr. Limpet, where there were obviously some submarines, but we never we didn't do much with them. Uh, Other than blow the shit out exactly, of them. Exactly, but they were a big part of the plot. And this one, <laughs> this one was, I'm not even sure why there were really submarines in it, but we'll get to that. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. But that's why, that's why we're doing this month, man. Yeah. Some of these we've got to take notice. Uh, Alex, so you said this is a type of movie you like to watch. Yes. I, I enjoy these types of movies too, but you've been gone for a while, although we know you've come back recently for a very special episode. What did we get to watch this week? We watched Jackie Chan's First Strike, also known as First Strike, and also known as Police Story 4 First Strike. It's a 1996 film starring... Couldn't tell. Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. This is actually a genre of film that I don't really know well at all. So I was I was very pleasantly surprised as I watched through this film. I'd never really you watched any. Many, no, the Hong Kong many action. Jackie Chan films oh or anything? Gosh. No, only only the American ones that came out, like uh the classics, like Shanghai Nights and the Search. Mm-hmm. And Rush Hour. Shanghai, Did you ever Shanghai, say, what's, uh, what's, Rush, what's Rush Hour? I've never heard of it. What's Rush uh-huh. Hour? Oh. Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, you ever see, so you never seen like Drunken Master or anything like that? No. Oh man, I don't think I. I don't out. think it, I think this may be the first uh, Hong Kong uh, Jackie Chan film that I saw. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen anything he's done other than his <laughs> American films. Yeah, I've seen like a, all of wow. the American films. Really, I mean, even like Around the World in Eighty Days. Because you know, I don't know if you know, but I have a bad movie website. Oh, but, is that? Um, I think I've heard of it. What's the bad uh, movie twins? Yeah, what's the URL? It's badmovietwins.com. Oh, okay. Great. That's badmovietwins.com. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so anyway. I just noticed the plot so- keywords on this. <laughs> Frame up, nudity, fourth part, hero, and Australia. Oh, I was gonna say what nudity? Oh yeah, now I remember. <laughs> um so so Alex, so you you you're like a big fan of the genre? I it's kind of strange. Like when I used to have cable and uh, I've cut the cord since then. I only got like Netflix and Hulu now. But when I'd be up late at night just going through random channels, anytime I found one of these types of movies, like a Jackie Chan action flick, I would just sit there and watch it. There was subtitles. I couldn't understand a single word that they were saying. But, yeah, I really enjoy watching them, and I've watched a lot. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just something fun for me to have in the background, and I, I don't mind watching it. It's always a good laugh because it just – I think it's comical to me. Even, because they're being so serious, but the voiceovers are really bad sometimes. Um, and this movie is actually pretty good. Uh, I'll save it for my rating, but some of the other ones I've watched are god awful. Uh, but for whatever reason, I enjoy watching them. I could see them being really good as background stuff because, yeah, like they dub them over. I think a lot, some, some stuff with the plot is like lost in translation. I think they cut them up to be released in America, anyways, with the dubbing. And so that all is kind of besides the point. But then you have these like, Kind of incredible action sequences, so it'd be mm-hmm. fun to have them on just like randomly. But I've yeah, never seen them, oh, yeah. so I can't believe you, man. 
I don't know. I'm 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 a big I'm a movie fanatic. I don't know if you guys know that because I have I don't know if you know this, but I have a bad movie uh, website. Oh yeah. What's the yeah, URL to that again? It's a uh, bad movie twenty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this podcast probably gets you uh, no more visits than normal, does it? <laughs> no, it gets it gets actually gets uh, an infinite percentage more because we usually have zero, and I think <laughs> we may get one as a result of this. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's incredible wow. the analytics and stuff. I've been to it a few times, and it's uh, it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> It is pretty next level yeah. stuff. I mean, no, I gotta say, Patrick does a lot of really good actual analytics of these movies. Like, it's not even joking. Like, we we have we are we are scientists, and we uh, you know have degrees in that kind of stuff. And so he does a lot of it. He puts a lot of his effort from that analytics towards these stupid movie stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's some pretty cool stuff well, on that website. Stupid? Hold on. Well, no, they're objectively stupid movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Should we get into this, man? I think we probably it. should. Yeah. Do we need another uh, <laughs> another alarm? Uh, we no. might. We've been going for a while. We've been going for a while. Okay. So this is Jackie Chan's first strike starring who, Kyle? Uh, oh, God. What's his name? Jackson uh, Twins.com, I think. Oh, sorry. Owen Wilson. Nice. So we start out in Hong Kong, and guess what we find out? Jackie Chan has been tracking someone in immediate i mean we're maybe even like two minutes into the movie and jackie chan is known for obviously his incredible martial arts but he also is known for his comedy and this yeah. part really cracked me up right here her name is latasha okay yeah. <laughs> it's just no. like ah screw it like i can't say that you're at all really, i have no idea yeah you're you're kind of like pointing out one of his greatest qualities and why he came over to america which is like he has this kind of self-deprecating aspect to him that is very charming like you can't help but be charmed by him even though he's you know don't necessarily uh understand what he's saying like, even if it was if it was not dubbed you would find him kind of charming mm-hmm. in the end so. Oh, definitely. Um, so basically, he's been tracking somebody for the last two weeks, yeah. and he, that person's name. Natasha. And yes, he finds out that they are going, she's going to be headed to Ukraine at right. this time. It's still referred to as the Ukraine. And I love I love settings in movies. So this was, I, this made me very happy. They're on their way to Ukraine in, from Hong Kong. And I was like, ooh, mm. love it. Very specific. Dude, it is. We don't have many movies that we've seen over in Ukraine, but uh, we, we've got one here. And so it should be known, well, <laughs> he has to go yeah. take a plane yeah, at so this he, point. He, he's told basically they need someone, just anyone. Uh, they really like his work and they need someone just to kind of follow Natasha and take notes on what she's up to and what she's doing. And it's kind of just like a cushy job and it's because they like him. They, they like Jackie Chan and they're like, hey, why don't you just do this easy thing? And so he's on the plane. Mm-hmm. He's taking notes of when she goes to the bathroom. It's supposed to be, you know, really easy uh job for him to do and so he does it gets there says oh she went to the bathroom a few times whatever here are the Seven times. times is what he said yeah and Here's then the timetable you know they kind of let him say oh hey go have a rest have a little vacation in ukraine before you head out tomorrow and so it's supposed to be 
pretty much it. That's supposed to be the entirety <laughs> but, of his of his job. But you also miss the part where they're like, by the way, here's a billion dollars. Right, yeah. It's a joke of how, how cheap the or how uh, worthless the money is. Yeah, because it was funny. Like, literally in the next scene, you know, he's just like, holy shit, I got a billion dollars. Yeah. And then in the next scene, he's like trying to buy something really small. And the guy's like, yeah, it's like four million for two of these. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> And so, anyways, yeah, sorry. Caviar, sorry. That's what he was trying to buy, caviar. Oh, that's right. Oh, want to get some caviar, yeah. And so, yeah, anyways, Natasha kind of like, what is it? She she gets on a phone call with her partner, the person she's supposed to be meeting, and they immediately get suspicious. Like, he's like, I don't like this. It's being tapped and jumps off. And so, they're made. The CIA has been made. And so, they start to do some real trickery. Yeah, so they get all trickery and Natasha's able to get away. And all of a sudden, Jackie Chan randomly buying caviar looks around and is like, oh shit, and sees her. And clearly, she's like just on her way wherever. And so he jumps into a cab and says, follow them. And basically yeah. lets, lets the CIA know, like, I'm tracking her. And so the CIA, all of a sudden, he's got a new job. And the CIA is like, keep tracking her. Like, we have no idea where they are. We've lost them. So he's Dude, kind of on the case. He pulls up to this like snowy retreat area and we see her and she's like just straight making out oh, with this straight guy. Up. Yeah. And he just like starts taking her top off. It's probably and then, pretty cold, but she's got all these money, so it's that's keeping her yeah, warm. She has she has a corset completely made out of money. I was like, there's nothing hotter than that. And then right? he takes off his pants and he's got just like dollar bills wrapped around his dick too. Just keeping that warm. <laughs> no? Wow. No? Is that too much? It didn't look like she had a lot of money on there. You don't think so? Just, I, mean, I guess, no, yeah. It only looked like $3,000. <sighs> hey, I've never seen a chick with $3,000. And how much? <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we, don't know, we don't know what the exchange rate in the Ukraine at that point is. So, could have been true. buying a shitload. Very true, man. Yeah. Anyways, they go in. They, they're basically exchanging this uh, the money for um, a missile, a nuclear warhead. Um, yes. And the guy is able to get the warhead. And Jackie Chan jumps into the back of the van before they head out. And so Natasha kind of jumps out. She's going to get more uh, money, I guess, from the bank. Like they've been, they're supposed to get a deposit at the bank. And so he's like, okay, check on that. I'm going to go ahead and we'll like be in contact. And so Jackie Chan's stuck now with this new guy who he has no idea who it is. All he knows is that he's like pulling off his wig and he's not at all what he originally thought he was. He's a been in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. And then he takes him to like a uh, ski resort. Yeah, he's like fucking freezing, Jackie Chan. Yeah, because Jackie Chan is dressed for just weather in Hong Kong. And so he gets up into these mountains and he, this just cracked me up. He's just, he buys his hat off this guy that looks like a goofy little seal with a face on it. Something you'd see a kid wearing. But we got like martial arts master Jackie Chan running around in this shit. Yeah. At this point, we didn't really know he was necessarily a... A master, because he hasn't he hasn't got to use that the martial arts yet. Well, all right, I've never, yeah, I mean, but it's I guess in the previous in the in the first three police stories, we probably saw him do a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah, right. And so now that other guy takes off on a snowmobile and he's headed out somewhere. And so now Jackie Chan is like, "Well, shoot, I need to get a snowmobile, and I'm going to head out after him." All the while wearing like a t-shirt, a long sleeve tee, and no gloves, seal hat. No gloves. Right. And so he gets there. There's like some signs. He has like a little banter with the CIA about how a sign says he's going to get shot. And they're like, that sign's worthless. It's only for like teenage, keep teenagers out. So he continues to follow and they end up at a cabin where the guy has a bunch of his like uh, 
you know, fellow criminals, I guess there. And they call up the woman and Natasha's like, the check didn't clear. Like you didn't, the money it takes three days to transfer. And he's like, fuck. And then she leaves the bank and she gets uh, nabbed immediately by the CIA. So she's out for the count as well. Natasha's kind of out of there. And Jackie Chan's calling them up and like he's been relaying the information. They're on their way out in helicopters, a bunch of helicopters. And so they get there as well. And now it's Jackie Chan and the CIA versus this like mysterious uh, criminal with a warhead kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And he's inside the cabin, and all of a sudden, dude, I don't know, the deal, well, like you said, checked in clear. Deal goes sideways. He shoots the shit out of one of the guys. Right. The CIA rolls up, and they're like, oh, my gosh, what's going on in there? What's going on? And so they start surrounding the building, and Jackie Chan's holding back because he's not armed. No, he's just like, he's he's supposed to be on vacation. Yeah, he's just a guy right now. Right. And... uh, all of a sudden, dude, these people, these are the most hardcore people. In yeah, the it was movie, great. I, I really I liked think. this portion of it. Not my favorite, not my favorite scene, but it was, it was definitely pretty cool as they all climb yeah. out of the, they all climb out of the snow ready to take out these CIA people. And I'm like, how long have these guys I know, been right? posted up in the snow? It seems it was insane, incredible. But yeah, but they open fire. Like it's insanity at the cabin yeah it's been going it goes crazy helicopters are shooting a bunch of people the bad guys are shooting a bunch of people uh jackie chan's like karate chopping a bunch of people he's not shooting people but he's karate chopping people in the necks like left and right and then he's able to jump on a snowmobile because like the guy the main bad guy jumps on a snowmobile and rides away again with his uh, uh with a warhead so he chases after him again and yeah, Jackie ain't gonna let that get away. No, no, no. Well, he kind of does, doesn't he? Kind of. Kind at some point. Yeah, it's Jackie all, is taken hostage. There's all kinds of kind stuff. Of. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Like he's like taking out these guys on skis and shit and snowboards. He's on a snowboard. Never mind. He's not. On, he's not chasing. He's chasing them on a snowboard. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, not he on is a snowboard. Yeah, he's on a snow. He's on a snowboard chasing after them doing like sweet tricks. And basically we should also watch this for season two extreme sports, right? I would think so, man. This, this I want to say constitutes extreme sports. Yeah. For the cycle, does this really need extreme sports? <laughs> yes. Correct. And the answer a is no, no, it doesn't casually really. <laughs> extreme sports. This, this is literally a movie with casual extreme sports. <laughs> that is true. It's, so I mean, anyways, that's, that's fair. That's I don't know, true. at some point between now and at another point, Jackie Chan's hanging off a helicopter. He loses the warhead, I think. All right, hold on. I'm just <laughs> so, saying, I'm kind of forgetting yeah. the portion between this. So there is a giant chase down this mountain. Uh, there's snowmobiles, like guns, people snowboarding, skiing. Everybody's like heading down. And Jackie even gets in a comp- – somehow like he and the main bad guy get on the same snowmobile at one point. But then, yes – the snowmobile that Jackie oh, is on. That's right. Cause yeah, because the CIA recognizes the guy, Sui. Like, yeah, t- yeah he, they recognize him as a, as a previous, as a prior CIA operative. And so they're, they're kind of like, what's going on here? And so they kind of help him to get out of there a little bit. So he's yeah. on like a snowmobile with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at some point during the insanity, Jackie like launches off a cliff. Onto the landing gear of a helicopter, and he's hanging on there. Right. 
And like it was pretty awesome because Jackie Chan's hanging on this helicopter. The guy in the helicopter is just gunning down people who were like coming right at them. It's it's nuts. Except he can't really he can't take care of the guy who's gonna shoot an RPG at them. Jackie Chan quickly looks down. He sees that. Oh my gosh! Look at that. There's open water in a mostly frozen lake. I'm gonna drop a thousand feet into that. That'll be pretty fun. You're better than getting blown up by an RPG, right? That's very true. Yeah. Very so he true. does. He he drops just as the helicopter explodes and falls into this frozen lake. And then he's real freezing. He's real cold. Uh, and and so he gets away with a warhead at that point. And he just kind of climbs out of the lake and gets rescued by the CIA. So the next time we see him, or not by the CIA, by the uh, by the Russians. And so the yeah. next time we see him, he is in a hospital, kind of being revived. Uh, in the not the KGB. What was it? The F something FSB. Well, they're they're like we're the new KGB, right? Pretty so much they, is what they said. So they come. This guy, uh, Gregor uh, Yegorov, uh, he comes to kind of talk to, to Jackie Chan and let him know uh, what's up and what mm. they need him to do. Because now all of a sudden he's not even working for the CIA anymore. He's working for the Russians. Yeah, man. Boo. And wh- I don't like that. Where do they need him to go? Australia, thank God. And and oh, we're thinking, oh, another great plane ride. I can't wait to see the scene on a plane. Yeah. That's not, not the case, a chance, guys. man. Not the guy. Like, what, what, what podcast are we doing here? It's not plane cast yet. Uh-oh, it's submersion. What, what? Is plane yeah, cast dude, on they... the agenda? Hmm? Plane cast? Yeah. Plane cast is 100% happening. First episode, submergence. The one with the plane, though. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Is that a Seagal movie? I can't remember. That is not. The Submergence is, but not that one. Or no, wait, what was that? Submerged. That's Seagal. Seagal. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All and right. then there's a, yeah, whatever. So anyways, uh, because they're Russian, they're like, you're going to go to Australia from Ukraine. By the way, we're going to send you on submarine. But first, we're going to put you in a helicopter, fly you out to the middle of the ocean, drop you off on the submarine. It's great. And this is when we're like, sweet. This is, I mean, it's already, it's literally been 30 minutes of nonstop action. Like, it's just going to keep continuing on the submarine, right? Well, we actually, and, and I was actually surprised we even ended up on the submarine. It seemed per- perfectly poised for it just to be a little stock footage and then for him to be <laughs> yes. in. No, but they actually go into the submarine to have just like a little scene of them being like, welcome on the submarine. And then the captain pulls out his dick and he's like, well, you got to do what you got to do. And Jackie Chan's like, yep. See ya. Yep. And then he jets to Brisbane. Welcome to Brisbane, Australia. Where do <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and, and why is he why is he there? Why'd they go to Australia? Uh, was it cheap to film there? I don't know. I <laughs> no. don't know why exactly. <laughs> no, they the went. plot the plot reason is that uh they they don't know where Sui's gonna go, but they assume that it's gonna be uh potentially to see his sisters, because his sisters there and his uh dad is like a head of the um a gang there. Uh in Brisbane. So there I go. Head to Brisbane, get in contact with a sister, and maybe that'll lead you to Tsui, right? Yeah, man. And his dad's not doing so hot, so like he's going to be laid up in the hospital. And he's going to so, want to see him, right? He's going to want to see his sick yeah, dad. So He will. And <laughs> we immediately cut over, and Jackie Chan's in his hotel room, and it's pretty incredible, man. Like, yeah. this place is awesome. It has a live koala in the room with him. Seems like some kind of like health hazard, something that wouldn't actually happen, but it's pretty awesome. 
I would think so because I remember watching some kind of documentary, and I think what koalas have a lot of the time. I'm not even yeah, making no, this up. I'm, so I'm I think they like gonorrhea no. is really. I thought, it was common. Chlam- I thought it was chlamydia. Oh, I think it is chlamydia. That's yeah. right. Well, come on, and, sorry, and and get prepared for season sixteen koala cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. It's not a bad one, cool. honestly. No, it's not, I mean it rolls right off the tongue. Right. Welcome to Koala Cast. And it would be great when um, you find so, all of those movies with Koala. We episode 100, and everyone's like, really? Wow. A lot, there's a lot of movies with koalas in there. <laughs> over under, honestly, over under 30 koala movies. Well, it depends on if we, did all, of, if we did all of the episodes of that uh, uh, animated series that starred flying koalas, then we would easily get to 100, because I think they probably oh. made 30 or 40 of those. <laughs> If right? you're just talking movies, I, I can probably think of one. I th- only think it's, well, I don't even know if there's a koala, but Fierce Creatures, you guys ever see that? I don't think I, I did. Was that the one with uh, Amy Adams and stuff? No. no, this was like uh, Kevin Klein and John Cleese. No, I didn't see it. And why can't Jamie Lee Curtis? It's from the 90s. Uh, anyways, so, dude, he is getting to, he's getting all these new fancy clothes. He's even got this. Like these boxer briefs with this little koala directly over the crotch. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, what he, is this? He's loving, he's loving his new koala briefs, which is a little bit weird. Yeah, you gotta love if they're breathable, man. So I think it's called the Noozles, by the way. That's the one with the flying koala. <laughs> Back on the koalas. Like, you out there looking it up? I am. Yeah, it's the Noozles, I believe. Good. So. What are we Good. talking about? <laughs> uh, koala underwear. Koala underwear. Koala underwear. Not perfect. This is 26 episodes, isn't it? <laughs> Good. Yep. All, All right. right. So, anyways, Jackie meets up with Annie, the sister of the agent. Right. Or the well, bad we guy, the yeah, guy with the nuclear we think, warhead. We think that he's, he's definitely a bad guy. It seems like it, since he's carrying like a nuclear warhead around and he keeps on talking about wanting to get paid and laid. Uh, all day. So, like, that seems a little bit suspect that he just wants money for a nuclear warhead. Um, or not, sex. Not great. Uh, is that right? Anyways. So, he meets Annie and she is hot stuff. But Jackie Chan never really has real love interests. So, that doesn't really come into play too much. Um, and she doesn't – what is he? He, like, almost immediately is like, hey, can I go with you to your, see your dad? He's in the hospital. Well, she gives him a very important piece of advice. Oh, yeah. Don't if, move around. Yeah. 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 She's like, by the way, if you're ever in a shark tank and you're bleeding, stay still. He's like, <laughs> I'm sure that won't ever come into play within the next 45 minutes of this film. Yeah. It's funny because I watched this in two pieces. I watched half of it yesterday and half of it today. So yesterday I watched that and I saw that portion of it. Then today I watched uh, like the rest of it. And when he was in the shark tank, I was like, oh, don't move. And I was like, wait, where did I learn that? I was like, oh, from this movie. That's right. <laughs> and then hmm. uh, Alex being clutch in our chat right now posted some koala underwear. <laughs> Sweet. But this is on the butt. Oh. I'm okay. looking. Don't worry. Yeah, you find it. So anyways, he heads over. He he meets Uncle Seven, uh, who apparently is uh, like a local triad boss in Brisbane. And uh, so- he kind of like hangs out there, talks a little bit with him, doesn't really see too much. And when he leaves, all of a sudden, Tsui shows up and talks to his sister. And it's basically like, hey, I left a package for you. 
put it in a safe place, you know, and, and just keep it safe. And he was all in disguise, so he couldn't see Jackie Chan couldn't see anything about him. That's right, man. Yeah. But then Jackie Chan is also brought in to you know, he meets with the uh the dad and then the brother reveals Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, this is I'm totally I'm totally out of my head right now. You keep going with what well, you're this doing. Is, this is the next part, right? The next part is that Jackie Chan, I mean, the brother kind of reveals himself to uh, to him, right? And kind of mentions that what kind of, what's going on and that he had a deal with Gregor or something, right? Or is this after the big fight? I saw, now I'm getting confused too. What happens next? <laughs> we're all confused. We're all now confused, Now we're super man. confused. What's happening? All right. Just whatever. Just cut on over, back to action. Yeah. All right, so all of a sudden, the police are like, well, Jackie Chan's like, dude, why on earth did you tell the sister that you're a Hong Kong policeman? He's like, look, man, I know for a fact that guy's going to show up because his dad is dying, and he's a firstborn Chinese. And they're like, well, you know what, dude? If you're right, we're going to give you a gun. And he's like, sick. You take this. You might need it when you follow the girl. Wow. Now I'm double seven. And Jackie Chan's ready to kick some ass. Yeah. So yeah, and then then yeah. So he and he realizes at some point that he feels like he's getting a raw deal or whatever, right? And so he decides mm-hmm. to head home. He's like, "Fuck this noise, all of this. I'm I'm heading home. Like I'm being used, and I'm just gonna like head home." So he goes back to his apartment to kind of pack up, say goodbye to the koala bear, and then, like get out of there. And all of a sudden, two thugs show up, and they're like big beefy guys jackie chan like, probably like six <laughs> five six or something like that when we watched that uh bond movie uh with jaws in it and roger moore took on that first henchman that i thought had the broadest shoulders in the world and was the most stockiest man <laughs> i re- did not realize i hadn't seen this movie yet because <laughs> holy shit dude did you guys notice that? Like, yeah. what was with yeah. the shoulders? Yeah, they were huge. Really small head, maybe too. <sighs> yeah, it's like a, it's just a different time, really. I feel like I the, guess. the jackets they were wearing didn't really fit the greatest either. No, so, I, yeah, all, say that, yeah. I think that factored in for sure. Just all looked bad. I think now they could probably get it tailored, and they could probably look a little more human being like. But <laughs> they did not look human at all. No, they didn't. So, anyways, they get in a huge fight. This is my second favorite fight. Uh, as he kind of like jumps around the apartment a whole bunch, jumps through all kinds of windows, jumps onto balconies, kind of jumping all over the place to get away from these two huge guys. At one point, he jumps, he like runs over the pool, which was kind of interesting. Like he jumps onto mm-hmm. like a little floaty thing and quickly runs across. And uh, I actually mentioned all- that was like because he does all almost all of his own stunts. That was not yeah, what I would do. Dangerous. You would just bust your your shin. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would you would you would like fall and then hit your chin straight on the edge. Yeah. And he'd be out for the count. But he did it okay. He made it onto the other side. And uh, and that was not one of the ones at the end of the movie that we saw that he ever screwed up on. No, no. Because that one, that one would hurt pretty bad. But some of the other stuff he does hurts pretty bad too, I imagine. Yeah. So he, he's able to uh, kind of get, get, get out of there. He jumps into a different apartment, runs out, and basically calls up like Hong Kong and is like, yo, I'm – I'm like in trouble. Someone's out to kill me. Something's going on. Like I need to lay low. And they're like, oh, just go to a hotel. He's like, I don't have any money. 
I'm illegal here. I can't go to like anywhere. Like I'm just going to sleep on the street and then tomorrow I'll go to the embassy and we'll like figure this all out. Like, okay. And so he sleeps on the street, wakes up in his beautiful North Face jacket and heads to get a little bit something to eat with his like last few cents and looks and all of a sudden his face is plastered everywhere because he's been framed for the murder of Uncle Seven. Uncle Seven was killed in the hospital and now he's being framed. He's the murderer and they have video evidence of him being the murderer. And so everyone's just like, yo, there's the murderer and they're like pointing at him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not super thrilled about that because he's Jackie Chan. He doesn't kill anybody, man. Yeah. And he's pretty sure that the brother was the one who did it. So he heads over to like this this place where he knows everyone is, uh, where they're like kind of like memorializing the dad or something like that. And so he goes in there and they're like, get the fuck out of here, man. We don't even want you here, man. And he's like, but I'm here and your brother did it. And they're like, what? And then they get in this huge brawl and it's the best fight of the movie easily where he's oh, like it's crazy. he's like throwing tables all over the place he's doing this thing with this ladder he's like doing all kinds of shit with a ladder where you're like whoa look at him with that ladder and he's just Dude, like he's whipping like 30 people's ass with a ladder yeah and you just, he's it's like cool he's doing like the, like the faces and stuff like that i'm just like yeah this is why you could see people watching this and being like we need to get him over to america now like this needs to be mm-hmm. it needs to be movies now because i was watching this like this is great i just could watch this you don't even need sound it's basically like charlie chaplin martial arts shit right now where you're it's just like awesome in every way so like it was just so great choreographing and i loved it am i raving Even like some of it? the moves that the moves that he would do oh man we I are think we're we're not super close but anyways no we're not so anyways he kind of like he tells annie like oh it's your brother and she like runs away crying but then the brother kind of explains the whole story and i couldn't tell whether you're supposed to trust what he was saying but he was basically like i used to be a cia agent then i was caught by in by the russians And so Mm -hmm. the Russians turned me, but Gregor, who was part of this KGB type thing, actually had his own criminal enterprise where he was going to be the new Russian mafia, Russian mob. And so he started having me do his business, which included buying and then selling uh, nuclear arms. But now he's trying to kind of like go against them a little bit in this final, this last deal he was going to like jet. With the money or and something. And we, we also kind of, we, I think, overlooked this uh, earlier, but before that huge fight in the hotel room, the brother did confront Jackie with a gun yeah. and got him butt naked Oh, that's right. That's what, outside uh, of his car. Yeah, that we is totally what, forgot to talk about that. That is what got him, prompted him to decide to go home because he feel, felt yeah. like he was being used. That's right. That, that's mm-hmm. what we were forgetting. Him get him. And it's funny. How could, we, how could we have forgotten the time when- there actually could have been addiction. <laughs> yeah. Like Jackie Chan was literally butt naked. You saw yeah. his butt and it was funny because like these people were like walking by, tourists like took out a disposable camera and took a photo of this could not get enough. naked guy. <laughs> and then like were, uh... a German shepherd came over and was sniffing him and he's just like, oh shit. Jackie but was then, singing um, the uh, song that, ah, what's it? They do it in Sister Act too. I was kind of wondering if there was some overlap there. It would have been around the same year, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll have to you look don't it know. up. You don't know. Dang, man. You will. Uh, we'll, but also, we'll get to, we'll like get to that in season, this time. season 30, Sister Act cast, where we just watch Sister yes. Act a bunch. <laughs> uh, we're we're really filling out time, the uh, upcoming schedule. 
Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are, dude. Uh, before like all this went down, the fight where the brother reveals what he's doing to his sister, he kind of tells Jackie about what's going on, lets him know that he used to work for the CIA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was forced to be a double agent. But one Jackie Chan's comedy cracked me up so much in this, uh, this line between the two right here. Now we can talk. Yes. I know you're with the Hong Kong police. Who are you working with right now? Used to be CIA, but now just the FSB. You have a complicated background. It was quite simple. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was quite simple. (laughs) It's just like, what the hell? It's great. So they all decide to team up. They're going to get the Russian mob. And what they decide to do is they use the funeral to kind of set up this whole scenario where the Russian mob is going to take the guy out like they've decided let's get rid of him and we're going to get the warhead back and so they confront him and he comes out of the dad's um casket and they're like oh that's appropriate that you're getting out of the casket where you're gonna sh- you're that's where you're gonna end up dude and he's like not so fast you're gonna end up this casket man and they just like going back and forth it's all kind of snipers around and they set it up where jackie chan's all of a sudden like quick and puts up a bunch of umbrellas to like prevent the snipers from sniping at anyone down there and so then he's like oh that doesn't really matter man the mob because we got your sister bro and they look up and the sister's being taken hostage on like a second story or maybe third story floor of a parking garage and this would be a huge problem if jackie chan wasn't dressed as a clown on stilts Because that's what he is. It sounds ridiculous. But, man, he goes over there and kicks the shit out of this dude. And he's kicking a lot of people with these stilts. He's doing stilt action all day. He's just kicking people in the face all day long with these stilts. Like, how long was he in these stilts? I mean, it was like, what, five, ten minutes? Like, just straight stilt action? The best was that he, like, rescues the girl. And he's like, go, run. Because she's, like, way faster than him because he's on these fucking stilts. Because he's so, like, slow as he's trying to, like, run away. So, everyone has to run, like, ahead of him. And then they're, they're doing the Russian mobs do it going all out trying to kill them. So like cars are coming after them and Jackie Chan has to like, he gets his stilts knocked away by like getting in front of the car. And then, uh, he like kicks like a garbage can at someone else and all kinds of stuff is going on. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah. There was also in this entire, like, cause this was during the, the funeral procession, like type parade thing. It, it like, just a massive gunfight broke out with everybody else. And at one point, somebody shoots an RPG at the carriage coffin. Right. And I was like, holy shit, man. This is crazy. And it was funny because there was like a newscaster there later. Someone fired a rocket-propelled grenade into the hearse. I was like, yes, thank you for acknowledging that because that was insane. Like, it would also, who does yeah, that? It would have been the huge – I always – I like to think with these action films just how big of a news story this would have been. Like like worldwide where it would have been like in Brisbane, 15 people were killed in like a shootout at a funeral. I was like, whoa, what? I've like, been crazy. Yeah. Even we and probably, a man on stilts whipped the shit out of 40 people. Yeah, these like, things are so – Did somebody events, film this? This yeah. sounds crazy. The events are so huge that even in America, we probably would have been like, what's going on in Brisbane? <laughs> and yeah. so they head back. Annie and, uh, and Jackie head back to the aquarium because they're pretty sure that's where the warhead is and they find the package. And they get the the warhead, but then they all the the Russian mob shows up and they're crawling all over this aquarium. So they end up in the shark tank, and you're like, oh shit, 
watch out. You're going to get eaten by the sharks. If only you knew some way in, in making sure sharks don't attack you. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. Flashback. Oh, he learned it. He knows yeah. it. So he's like, whenever the shark's coming, he's like standing still. And then like people, uh, like the Russian mob, they don't know it. So a couple of them get eaten. And then uh, he's fighting underwater. There's a lot of underwater fighting, which was fine. I, it was probably my third favorite, no, nah, fourth favorite action scene, probably. I didn't, I wasn't like super keen on this one because everything's so slow underwater, you know? Yeah, but it's also crazy because he did yep. not have like a scuba suit on the whole time. So when he's fighting people, he has to like steal their mouthpieces and breathe in and just continue kicking their asses. Yeah. So he kills he kills a bunch of people. At one point, he's bleeding and another guy's bleeding. And so they keep on trying to keep the blood out of the water so the shark doesn't eat him. And in the end, Gregor just comes up and shoots the glass out of the aquarium and all the water pours in and he's able to take Annie and kind of like run away. And, and, and I guess the warhead as well. And run away with them. And Jackie Chan, he's like, fuck that. Gets his way out. He saves a bunch of people, obviously. But gets out mm-hmm. of the aquarium, sees them on a boat, and they're like, uh, see ya, dude. And they're like waving at him, and they're laughing, and they're like, he's never going to get on this boat. There's no fucking way he can get on this boat. There's literally 0% chance he can get onto this boat now. And Jackie Chan's like, not so fast. He sees a super fast car, and he's like, like a Lamborghini or something. Or Mitsubishi, I think. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I see it here on my notes. Mitsubishi FTO. And he jumps into that car and he drives back and he goes off a little jump and drives that car straight into this little yacht. And I'm surprised the boat didn't sink. It just seems to be going fine after this. But he basically, (laughs) he like pins the bad guy at that point. The bad guy's out for the count because he's pinned under a car in a boat. And Jackie Chan is able to take the warhead from him, save Annie, and then- uh, hard cut. Yeah. Hard cut. Straight to them on a submarine. <laughs> Bring back that submarine, man. And this is the thing where I was like, this is crazy because they're like, we're taking you back, Gregor. We're taking you back to Russia. And I was like, on a submarine? <laughs> of all the things to do, what are they, like an inconvenient kind of... <laughs> not yeah it's like it seems very inefficient to bring him back in a submarine a while, man but yeah that's what they're doing sure i guess maybe if they want to get out into international waters and like torture him is that what it is oh, is that the implication probably that's what it is that's what it totally is and then yeah jackie's thanked um and, and he's told sent- to write a very detailed report yeah and that's the end of it they're like make sure you write up your report it's got to be very detailed jackie chance like, like ah shit <laughs> Pretty much, man. Pretty much. That's it. So the end. Not not a lot of sub action. No. No. No, no, no. We should get into some reviews. I think that's probably ASAP. right. All right, man. I I'll go first because I got a lot with this thing. Um and maybe this will help form your guys' reviews. I don't know. Because I had the DVD box art in front of me, like with the description, movie description on the back, stuff on the front. I'm going to read this to you guys, and I want you to just think about it, okay? Okay. So the back of the book, or the movie says, in post-Soviet Russia, nothing is as it seems. When members of the Russian mafia pose as KGB agents to steal a nuclear missile, the CIA calls on martial arts master Jackie Chan to stop them. Jackie tracks the globe from the icy glaciers of the Ukraine to the pristine beaches of Australia, 
traveling by submarines, stilts, and snowboards, encountering <laughs> man-eating sharks and heart-stopping beauties. In the air, on the ground, and underwater, the stunts are real. There are no stand-ins, no stunt doubles. Chan's authentic action and hilarious heroics make Jackie Chan's first strikes one of the most exciting, fun, and unique film experiences you'll ever have. I'm like, sweet. Like, it's specifically the first mode of transportation it mentions is submarines. Perfect. And it mentions a bunch of different modes of transportation. Um, stilts. Yeah, stilt cast. Stilts. So I have 15 different modes that I was tracking of transportation that Jackie Chan took. First, he was in a car. Second, he was on a plane. Third, he was in a cab. Fourth, he was on foot. Fifth, he was hiding in a van. Sixth, he was on a snowmobile. Seventh, he was on a snowboard. Eighth, he was hanging from a helicopter. Ninth, he was swimming in a mostly frozen lake. Tenth, he was riding in a helicopter. Eleventh, he was on a submarine. Then things started to (laughs) distance themselves here. Twelve, he was on stilts. Thirteenth, he took an escalator in reverse. He ran up it when it was going down. Hmm. Then he was in a sports car. Then he landed a car on the boat. So he never he, and he never went on the elevator. That was Annie. Annie was on the elevator. Correct. Count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he must have taken uh, some stairs. Oh no, the escalator. That's right. Yeah. You got it. And now listen to the front. Listen to the front of what the DVD read. Action delirium. Mm. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh and then it says the world's most explosive action star fights for America for the first time. Wait, what? Exactly. I was like, what? (laughs) What? Misleading. I think they're just trying to market it to a lot of different countries, and that's probably why they bounced around uh, a lot. Because if you look at the languages that this was available in, uh, it was English, Cantonese, Mandarin, Russian, and Ukrainian. I think Mm. uh, they probably each had their own DVD. Yeah, I think they each probably had their own DVD, and probably each was very, um, um, you know, keyed in on mentioning like, "Hey, we spent time in America," or "Hey, we spent time in Ukraine," or whatever. Yeah, and on the DVD, it was English and French. So, those are your options. Um, So, with that said, I'll get into my review. I love Jackie Chan movies. I think he's great. He is. Widely considered one of the greatest martial arts uh, artists, actors, artists. Yeah, whatever you want to call it, martial artist of all time. Um, I his comedic timing is incredible. I think he's really funny, and like you mentioned, Jamie, he's super charming. He's always smiling, always having a great time. Uh, one of my favorite parts about his movies is something I don't think we really see a whole lot anymore. It's the um, the blooper reels at the end of all the stunts. They're so good. Like, I remember those so well from all the Rush Hour movies. And I was trying to think of anybody today who is even like Jackie Chan. Like, is there, like, somebody younger that would be doing, that's doing this type of stuff now? And I can't think of a single person who's, like, stepping into that role. I don't know if there's a demand for it or not, but is Jet Li is he younger? No. He's got old now too, now, old, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and it yeah. never really did the Jackie Chan sort of spectacle martial arts. No, but anytime he, was he much did more do, wire wire foo and stuff, right? Yeah, still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I think Jackie Chan is. I mean, 
in kind of like a league of his own. Uh, I was I was reading some kind of list, and he was number two. They mentioned like of all martial artists of all time, they put him at number two. Um, number one being Bruce Lee, obviously. But uh, did we did we need a sub in this movie? Not at all. I don't. Right. I don't know what it added. I have no idea why we even had a sub in this movie. Uh, I'm glad we did because I'd never seen this before, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I love the action scenes; are super great. But we did not need a sub. I it didn't add anything, and just kind of confused me more. Like, why the hell are we doing this? I mean, you could literally just take a plane. It's not like Jackie Chan wanted by anybody. He'd be pretty easy to sneak on on board a flight. So, oh, man. It's going to be hard to – I mean, I don't want to rate it super low, but it does not need a sub at all. It doesn't need one. So, action scenes were incredible. I'm going to give it like a six. Wow. Nice. Very nice. I'm, act- I'm actually surprised. I feel like it's a, it's a little low. I'm going to come in. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was super fun. Love the action scenes. You know, I I watch all kinds of terrible action films, and so I'm I'm pretty used to pretty choppy, not super great, well thought out uh, plots for these kind of things. But the fighting, some of the best fighting scenes that I've ever seen. He really is like Charlie Chaplin, uh, modern day kind of martial arts Charlie Chaplin type stuff. Like just perfectly sequenced. Um, almost like uh, almost like dancing martial arts. Almost like it's mm-hmm. everything's kind of laid out in this in this sequence that's like almost beautiful to watch. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was charming. It would have been one of those things where if I was a film executive, I would have been like, "Get him over here, stat. We need him in a movie now. We need him in America in a movie now." And that's pretty much what happened. And uh, I don't know. I was I was debating. I I think you've convinced me a little bit about the submarine action being pretty paltry so got to bring it down and bring it to a seven and a half 7.5 wow yeah dang still pretty right. high. Just really enjoyed really it high. really enjoyed it okay all right i guess i'll hop in there next i think you guys have all said it i think alex said it a little bit at the top there um, you're here to be entertained by uh one of the best in the business uh nobody does it quite like Jackie Chan does. Um, it is, it is very, uh, dance like, uh, the way he does his, uh, martial arts scenes, uh, and every, every time, you know, whether it's one of these classic ones or one of the more contemporary Hollywood, uh, ones like Shanghai noon or whatever it was Shanghai nights and, um, the rush hour movies, it's always this, uh, you know. Here's my weapon. It's this random object. Oh, now this, uh, now this ladder's my weapon. Now this paint bucket's my weapon. Now this sheet is my weapon. He uses everything as a weapon, and sort of illustrates how he can use each of those uh, in combat. And it's really uh, entertaining to see. And he's just uh, he's just an all around great entertainer. And even going back to '96 to watch one of these older ones. Uh, on full display there. He's, he's doing all the same stuff that I was kind of used to seeing him, uh, uh, growing up in the Hollywood movies. And, um, it was fun. Um, to its detriment, uh, as you mentioned, no, little to no real submarine 
action. Submarine did not have to be in the movie. It was just kind of there, just him getting around, doing all the things that you are expecting to see in like a James Bond movie, which I think is what, uh, is kind of what inspired, uh, the whole script to this movie is just like, oh, we saw the, the, the skiing scene from a James Bond movie, throw that in there. We saw, you know, the fight in the warehouse and James Bond movie, throw that in there. We saw James Bond on a plane, throw that in there. We saw James Bond fighting these massive, you know, Russian behemoths, throw that in there. We saw James Bond on a submarine, throw that in there. They were really just peppering all that in. Uh, so the, the plot kind of felt like a means to an end, almost like <laughs> yeah, we just watched uh, episode 69, our porno, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, here's a little bit of plot to get to what the movie's really about. What the movie was really about was uh, watching Jackie Chan be an entertainer doing all this kung fu and a few of his sort of visual hijinks, um, making faces, saying funny things, doing all that uh, that we're uh, used to seeing Jackie Chan do. We got to saw Jackie Chan naked. That's a that's a bonus for me. Uh, a first for me. Yeah, that's definitely a first for me as well. Looking toit like a tiger. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this, um, it was entertaining, but I, I, you know, I got to rate it on at being a submarine movie. Um, I'm going to give it a six. All right, Alex, it's all on you, man. All right. Well, I, uh, obviously really enjoyed this movie. Um, I found myself laughing through it more times than I imagined I would have from the beginning. And I think the funniest scene to me, Ben, I know you posted this and I don't recall if you guys talked about it, but when Jackie Chan starts singing, uh, I will follow him, that famous song from Sister Act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know why he started singing it, but it was just really funny to me. And there's a group of tourists walking by and they started singing it too, I think. And it was just really funny to me. I found myself laughing at that. I've really enjoyed the hotel chase scene, uh, the one with the, the two goons that had the large shoulders. I just thought that was really cool how he was running through the hotel rooms, running in and out and on the exterior, and these two guys were chasing him. Um, and he just did everything he can to escape. And I laughed really hard at the end when he finally was leaving. He said he's the dry cleaner and this to this random dude's other room. <laughs> and the guy immediately thought his wife was cheating on him. And it just cut scene right there. I just thought <laughs> that it was, was really funny. I was laughing quite a bit at that. So um uh, overall, the action scenes were great, uh, as always. It's it's really nice knowing that, uh, you know, he does his own stunts, um, and it's just really nice. It's fluid. Um, he goes over the top. He uses anything and everything he can. I really like watching that. Um, as you guys have mentioned, no need for a sub in this. I don't know why they even marketed it. Um, cause, uh, there is that one Chinese movie poster of it shows him on the submarine saluting, making <laughs> that's it look for like this movie. Oh yeah. Is that a poster I in thought there? That was yeah. for another movie that you no, that's, that's, out. yeah, no, that's that one. <laughs> maybe, maybe we gotta get the Chinese version of this movie, man. Cause what the hell? Why would they ever make that poster? I know. Um, it, it, Submarine added nothing to the movie. It didn't take away from the movie either, if you ask me. Uh, I'm just going to rate it on how much I liked it. And this one, I'm going to give it like a 7.8. Really liked it. All right, man. Yeah. So I think overall, man, we'd all recommend checking this one out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Yeah, it's a fun. Pretty one. fun. I mean, 
Jackie Chan movies are always so much fun. That guy, like you'd mentioned, I think it was you, Brom, all around entertainer, man. He he does not hold anything back when he's going for it. It's awesome. Yeah, very committed to his craft. I mean, it's in, in his work, and I mean, he does all his own stunts. Like, he's committed to the job and wants to make people happy. You can just tell. Oh, yeah. For sure. All right, should I get into some trivia? Sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. Before you do your uh, your casting, throw it on over to me. I've got a little bit of trivia from the uh, the DVD biography. All righty. So, First Strike was an enormous box office success. Uh, it grossed Hong Kong dollars fifty seven million during its theatrical run. Uh, it remains Jackie Chan's highest grossing film in Hong Kong to this day, and the third highest grossing domestic film in Hong Kong film history. And the film was released in North America to 1,300 theaters, which is pretty impressive. And it grossed $5 million opening weekend, and total gross was $15 million. So it did have a pretty substantial release in the end uh, to America, which is also surprising. You could see him becoming much more of a star at that point. And mm-hmm. apparently the movie was originally uh, conceived as not being part of the police uh, story film franchise, but probably – well, I mean, that doesn't – make a huge amount of sense. That's just something I picked up from IMDb, but given that the all the characters were the same from the police story franchise, they must have adapted it into that pretty early. Couldn't have been much later than uh, the start of production. So anyways, it was nominated for Best Fight at the 1997 MTV Movie Awards, and I only include that one because I found it kind of impressive that this film, which was a Hong Kong film, would have made it into Best Fight at the MTV Movie Awards. That's kind of was it the uh, the fight where he's using the ladder and I all think the it was handles yeah. and stuff. I believe so. That but was amazing. It that is kind of could yeah, also be the aquarium one with the sharks. That one was pretty cool too. I'll have to watch the entire telecast of the MTV Movie Awards <laughs> to find out. Good, you all do right. that. You, you do get on it. Yeah. Um, so each of the first two installments uh, were actually directed by Jackie Chan. Uh, this is one of the two that was directed by Stanley Tong. And so there's only two directors for the four movies in the franchise. Apparently, they had planned to do a police story five, uh, and it involved Jackie Chan's and uh, Annie's wedding following the events of this film, but it was canceled. So it got married. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Uh-oh. All right, and that's and now I'm going to get into my casting what ifs. So, so throw it to Kyle. Okay, so on the DVD there is a biography section, and I thought some of this stuff. I thought it was going to be an interview with the cast. Honestly, I didn't know what the heck I was getting into, but they had some really interesting information on Jackie Chan that I never knew. So when he was born, his parents were you know not not wealthy by any means. They could not afford the $26 hospital bill uh, that they were charged for his birth, so they offered to sell him to the doctor that delivered him. Interesting. He turned it down. Um, so he attended the – his parents eventually, I want to say, they started working in an embassy in Australia, sent him back to Hong Kong where he attended the Chinese Opera Research School for 10 years and during 19-hour school days. Like, holy shit, that would be really brutal. But they did everything there from, you know, singing, martial arts, acting, all that type of stuff. They, Everybody you know, was doing that there. 
He also started as a stuntman uh, with his film career, was later promoted to a stunt coordinator, and then got to work with Lo Wei, who is a former Bruce Lee collaborator. And Bruce Lee, as we might know, was always referred to, not always, not as a kid, uh, he was referred to as the dragon. And Lo Wei called Jackie Sing Lung, which means to become the dragon. So he saw something special in this guy. And I mean, it's not unwarranted. I mean, Jackie Chan is awesome. But that's, I just found that stuff interesting. I never knew that about Jackie Chan. I never, I mean, I'd be pretty pissed, you know, find out your parents tried to sell you for <laughs> 26 bucks. Not like, great. Not ideal. What the hell, man? <laughs> All right. So I get into my casting what ifs. Do can, it. I, can I ask a quick question? Before? What's that? Do we know why this was called First Strike? I was, they first I was strike, really wondering was, if they were trying to cash in on a lot of stuff, you know, again, with where they were, like, moving <laughs> across the country, or rather the globe, filming at all these different locations. Then they got the Sister Act music in there. They got all these, like, stuff that you're used to seeing in James Bond movies. And I was wondering if that's maybe, like, a play on, like, First Blood or something. Right. That's what, that's what I thought, too, that it was kind of playing on the idea of First Blood, First Strike. Dude, I thought it was because he was fighting for America. For the first right. time. Exactly. That's, what I, that's also the thing I was thinking. Yeah. And obviously with nuclear weapons, you get the terminology first strike uh, capabilities and all of that. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, I still can't believe that poster you put up, Alex. I, like, I'm going to put that online deceptive. so all our, all our listeners can look at this. This makes no sense. You would think you were watching a hardcore sub movie. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get into some casting what ifs. Um, so Jackie Chan got so famous after this and as he came to America that they started pairing him up with other famous people to get into these movies and huge blockbuster success. You know, my personal favorite is The Medallion where he paired up with uh, superstar Claire Forlani and it's a terrible movie <laughs> and it has some hilarious like – there's a there's a one of the side characters. It just has a bunch of like gay panic scenes where someone thinks he's gay and he's like like the entire time. Like he cannot believe the idea that someone would think he's gay. And it's you can find it online. Really? It's like oh, it's like a, it's like a two minute scene of him being like oh, but I'm not in what uh, what. Uh, he just can't believe it. So that's great. It's it's, it's really great. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to use other sidekicks, not Claire Forlani that everyone knows and loves. All right. So if there was, and it's going to be a little bit different. If they if they made us Police Story Five, which of these sidekick pairings would you want, or where how, how would they rate as a possibility? All right, so Chris Tucker mm-hmm. from Rush Hour, where are you rating that on a scale of like one to ten? Uh, I'm probably gonna go. I'm probably gonna go like a nine or nine point five on that. You're pretty happy with Police Story Five with Jackie Chan and uh, Chris Tucker. Yeah, of the of the people that I think you're going to mention, I think Chris Tucker's probably going to be my best. But I'm going to leave uh, room for for someone else to even even someone me. like uh, Owen Wilson, yeah. from Shanghai Noon. Yeah, he's probably like a seven or eight for me. Interesting. What, Anyone else thinking yeah. like what? I was going to say, man, Chris Tucker for me is like a ten. I think him and Jackie Chan and Rush Hour films. Yeah. I mean that that Hilarious. is the stuff I grew up on. It's so funny. Him and Chris Tucker just played off each other so well. 
I got a few here that you might you might start to think though. What about Jennifer Love Hewitt from the Tuxedo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the movie was so bad. Mm. <laughs> it's a bad movie. <laughs> uh, I can give that like a four. Uh, I feel like they probably could have had so some chemistry be... if it were a better movie. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. What about uh, what about himself? Because he played his own sidekick in the Twin Dragons. He played a pair of twins separated at birth. Dude, that's for twin season. Um, oh, that's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jackie Tan and himself if, in Police Story Five. Yeah, uh, if Chris Tucker's a ten, that's that's like a nine point nine for me. It's right, it's right behind this. <laughs> All right, this one's gonna knock your socks off. What about Ed yeah. Harris? All right, oh. so <laughs> it's a juggernaut pairing. It occurred already in a movie called Fire Chop. So Ed Harris is a gruff. In this movie, in, in Fire Trap, he was a gruff, no-nonsense cop. And he was just weeks away from retirement, too old for this shit. And he plays by nobody rules because crime is, is a disease and he's the cure, right? So Jackie Chan is Jackie Chan in this scenario as well. Anyways, in the climactic scene, Jackie Chan, he's doing like all kinds of flips and stuff. And he's fighting people and he's got like a broom and he's got like a mop. And he's got like a ladder and at one point he has a canoe. And you're like, whoa, this is crazy. He's like fighting everyone with everything. And then he gets in the middle of it and all of a sudden he's like cornered. So he rips Ed Harris's shirt off, right? And uses his shirt as a weapon. And everyone's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And Ed Harris is all like, I'm too old for this shit. But he's got like these glistening pecs and you're like, I don't know. Those pecs look pretty young, bro. Right? Everyone's like, right. And so now he's all greased up. Jackie Chan's sweating from doing all his kung fu stuff. And it's like it's majestic dance. They're glistening bodies intertwined. And it's just majestic, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what are you thinking? How about, how about that one? Though? What about the Ed Harris pairing? What do you think? That's like an eleven out of ten. Perfect. <laughs> I kind of like it as like the the last Vegas, like these two uh, really old <laughs> actors. <laughs> <laughs> a, a bucket list of uh, action. So, what you're saying? Yeah. So, what you're saying is Police Story Five colon Last Vegas too. <laughs> I'd watch it. Police Story yeah. 5. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I think you're onto something with colon there. Maybe they get like a colonoscopy or something at one point. Too. Nice. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to quickly do my Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So there's probably a bunch of ways to do this. I kind of wanted to pick up a new movie. Um, so I went through a guy named Paul Pape and he actually is an ADR actor. So he's credited as a voice in this film. And he's credited in a voice as a voice in another film called The Rescue. And so uh, the synopsis on IMDb for this film is a group of kids venture into enemy territory in an ambitious attempt to rescue their Navy SEAL fathers who were captured during a failed mission in North Korea. How about that? Wait, that's a that's a real movie. It's called The Rescue. It actually has like famous people in it. It was a TV. I think it was no. a TV movie. Oh yeah, it's got Kevin Dillon's in it, like super famous Kevin Dillon. I think there's other like equally famous people as Kevin Dillon in it. And yeah, yeah, it's real. And basically, it definitely has a submarine in it. There's a submarine. It kind of gets trapped in the bottom of the ocean, and these Navy SEALs go down to rescue the people. They rescue them, but when they get up to the top, North Korean people are there. They take them back, and these kids go in to rescue them from North Korea. Hmm. It's crazy, right? Dude, this sounds insane. This yeah. would have been good for a trapped cycle. Right. So then in in uh, The Rescue, 
there's a woman named uh, Wendy Gordon and she was also in the abyss. So we can jump straight over to the abyss and she basically plays a newscaster and a whole bunch of stuff. She was in at least 10 different movies and TV shows just playing newscasters. Wow. Yeah. So that's Phantom Zone. Dang, man. Nice job. You only kind of been Thank shut you. down once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one actually was a little harder. This was one of the harder ones. Yeah. The porn, the porn didn't work out so well, but someday I hope. <laughs> I, what we have to really do is we need to make our own submarine movie and then cast both Ed Harris and one of the people from the porn in that. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Then it'll make Complete it easy. The cycle. <laughs> Oh my god. It's it's sub 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 world world wide 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 All right all you co-hosts and people at home, what was Jackie Chan trying to get back from the fake KGB? A warhead. The warhead. A nuke. Yes, he was. And Jackie Chan's hands are considered a nuclear weapon by (laughs) myself and other members of this podcast. And Jackie Chan is from Hong Kong, which is considered a part of China, although that is often contested. Uh, So I decided to go with China's first nuclear submarine. Okay. The Type 092 or... Zia, maybe? I don't know. XIA class. Hmm. I can't pronounce that. Uh, Like I mentioned, it's the first nuclear-powered submarine deployed by China. It made China the fifth country in the world to have a nuclear-powered submarine after the U.S., Russia, U.K., and who knows the fourth one? U.S., Russia, U.K., and Japan. Japan. <sighs> Australia. <sighs> no, come on. India. Guys. China. Brazil. It's got to be China. France. India. France. It is France. Okay. There we go. Because <sighs> um, anyway, they had the biggest sub. They were like, had that giant sub. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is also the first SSBN designed and built in Asia. And it is actually the only one in its class. It was uh, built in 1981, commissioned in 1987. So the specs on this thing, it is 393 feet, 8 inches long. That's pretty good. It is. It's almost 400, but not quite. Has a beam of 32 feet, 10 inches. Has, I thought this was funny online. Has one nuclear reactor, two steam turbines, and one shaft. Why is that funny? It's not. Um, speed <laughs> can uh, travel at 22 knots, which is 25 miles an hour. It's nuclear powered, so it's really only limited by the amount of supplies. Can hold 100 people, has six torpedo tubes, and can hold 12 JL1 SLBM missiles, which stands for sub launched ballistic missile. Um, I was reading a lot of different reports on these things, and it's kind of has a troubled past. So when it was launched, there were all kinds of issues with the sub. 
probably one of the uh, most egregious or um, hazardous issues was that the nuclear reactor was leaking radiation. So I can't imagine that was super fun to be around. Uh, and this is also allegedly the loudest yeah. of the um, U.S., Russia, and Chinese ballistic missile subs. So it's extremely easy to track. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, there are actually rumors, uh, because I'd mentioned this is the only one in this class, there are rumors that there was a second one built uh, and that it sank in an accident in 1985, although no one can confirm it. And according to MilitaryToday.com, the JL-1, the um, SLBM, the first live test failed when they tried to launch it. And it took three years for them to get a successful test. Hmm. So because it's been very unreliable, the sub has apparently never even left Chinese coastal waters and has not even left port with a nuclear weapon. Wow. So this is kind of like what we would have seen in Phantom when it was like Ed Harris was getting demoted and kind of they're like getting the shit boat. They would have been putting him on this boat probably. Right. And this did, it did make its first, what was it, like public appearance in the late 2000s at like a 60th anniversary of the, um, I can't remember the official name of uh, China right now, but it's like the People's Liberation of China or something um, at their, the celebration 60th anniversary of their Navy. And everyone was like, oh, that's cute. Clap for it. It's good. It's also good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's super loud. Can you turn it <laughs> yeah. off? Can you turn that sub down? <laughs> oh, shit. I can't hear anything else. <clears throat> but yeah, man. That's that's it for subs worldwide. I liked it. I love that one, actually. Good, good, good. Alex, you got something? I got a little something. You guys think I was actually looking up news? Cool. Alrighty. So, uh, just some world news-wide stuff. Um, it looks like India is selling a submarine to Myanmar, also known as Burma to some people. Um, not for sure why they're really getting one, but uh, they're looking to obtain... Uh, submarine fleet in the next coming years, Myanmar is. Um, and they're getting a Kilo-class submarine that was originally bought from Russia in the 1980s, uh, was modernized uh, in India, and is being sold over to Myanmar. Um, one thing I did hear about this, though, they have updated their instruction booklet, uh, which includes an entire chapter on closing the hatch. No, they did not. I just made that up. <laughs> so, uh, next, uh, this happened a couple of days ago. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin uh, took a little dive in a small submersible to go uh, take a look at a World War II submarine that had uh, sank at some point. Uh, there's a little video on it. Um, she just shows him in the small submersible, and he just kind of goes, they said, 50 meters down to go take a look at it. So, uh, kind of neat. Uh, the YouTube comments on it are atrocious, as you could imagine, so don't read those. Um, but it is kind of neat uh, seeing, you know, one of the leaders of, you know, a major power in the world 
uh, still living his life, doing whatever he wants to and going down in the small uh, submersible with a couple other people to go take a look at a, a an old relic uh, for a World War II sub. So that's kind of cool. Uh, didn't really find too much else in terms of news for submarines, but since we did watch a Jackie Chan movie, I looked up Jackie Chan news. So I've got some news and facts that you guys might not have known of. Um, some of these are kind of right. interesting, but I'll keep them quick for you. Uh, the first one, Iran, as in the country, TV boss is sacked over Jackie Chan's sex scene. Uh, so it turns out um, in December of 2018, so seven months ago, um, one of Iran's state-run broadcasting firms called IRIB, which stands for Islamic Republic of Iranian Broadcasting, uh, showed the 2009 Hong Kong film with Jackie Chan, Shinjinku Incident. I probably butchered that. Anyways, there's a, <laughs> a quick scene in it where uh, I guess Jackie Chan has sex with a prostitute. <laughs> um, what? I can't even imagine Jackie Chan doing that in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, uh, this is a huge controversy uh, for Iranians and um, it drew actually uh, uh, obviously news headlines on this because they immediately fired the guy who was in charge of making the decision for it. Um, one comment I did found or find, excuse me, that was kind of funny uh, from Twitter in this article says, buses turn over, planes crash, ships sink, no one is dismissed. A few seconds of Jackie Chan making love and immediately all the staff in the section are sacked. So, <laughs> uh, I think it's just kind of strange um, and funny. Uh, obviously, they're a pretty strict uh, lifestyle that they have over there and showing this uh, caused controversy, whereas compared to the rest of the world, no one really bats an eye. Um, Jackie Chan also wrote a memoir at some point where he admits to throwing his son across the room uh, when the son was around two. Um, looks like, I, I don't know, I've never read the book, but from this article I've read on it, uh, sounds like uh, Jackie Chan, you know, had some problems growing up, uh, obviously with all the fame and everything. He admits to driving drunk all the time, crashing vehicles, um, and one of the things he also, I guess, threw his son, uh, across the room. Uh, he said, luckily, you know, his kid wasn't injured, but if he would have hit something else, it definitely could have been very serious. Um, dang, really? Like this, this is crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. hear this about my Jackie Chan. <laughs> uh, next, um, back in 2017, Jackie Chan was, um, confirming reports that rush hour four is going to happen um for some of us in this podcast it's great news we would love that uh but that was 2017 as in april of this year 2019 several months ago he is now denying all uh rumors on that so i don't think rush hour four is happening anytime soon oh dude that sucks man <laughs> uh some of you might not have known this but jackie chan was the fifth highest paid actor uh in 2018 Really? Uh, which I thought in was kind of strange. Huh. Yep. Um, let me see if I can find the rest of the list here for you. Jackie Chan was five. Fourth was Chris Hemsworth. Um, obviously, for all of his Thor and Infinity War movies. Big success. Next is Robert Downey Jr. Along the same line. Uh, the Rock is listed as number two. And number one, I think everybody knows this, is George Clooney. 
Um, it's the highest paid actors uh, in the world. So uh, that's pretty crazy to think that, you know, after all these years uh, of him making movies that he is still getting paid big dollars. And 2018, according to Forbes, he made forty five and a half million dollars. No kidding, dude, because he didn't even have a movie come out in 2018. There's got to be <laughs> all the stuff that's coming out this year. And last but not least, this little fact, I don't know how much of our listeners really know about this, but Jackie Chan actually uh, was given an honorary Oscar in 2016. Um, and it's mostly due to the fact that he has created over 200 films and broken a lot of bones. <laughs> um, but uh, like I said, this is honorary. Uh, he's been doing this for quite some time, making many films. And I guess it was time uh, the Academy actually uh, honored him and uh, actually gave him an honorary Oscar. So he is an Oscar award-winning martial wow. artist. That's so. awesome. Yeah, yep. I mean, he's been making some really solid movies for a really long time. And one that I would say, if you haven't seen it, that is really – considered one of his best as drunken master and it's it's good oh yeah very good all right well that's all i got for the news hope you guys enjoyed yeah man i loved it i could tell tube three ready to fire sir commence the countdown Huh. I guess that's it. <laughs> what Two, if I just three, left, ready to guys. fire, sir? <laughs> Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right, guys. <laughs> so, as Alex mentioned uh, t- uh, just a few moments ago, Jackie Chan, known for breaking many bones, uh, definitely puts his body on the line, does a lot of his own stunts. My countdown tonight going to be top five gluttons of punishment in Hollywood. These are other uh, Hollywood actors that have uh, risked life and limb uh, as part of dedication to their craft as uh, actors and actresses here. So, uh, number five, I am going to acknowledge the beautiful Halle Berry, the, the legendary, legendarily beautiful actress. Uh, she broke her arm while filming Gothica uh, alongside a scene with Robert Downey Jr. And she broke her foot while filming Cloud Atlas. There's a number of other uh, strains and sprains and other injuries, but those were two that stuck out to me with Halle Berry. And I think just most recently in John Wick 3, I saw she'd broken multiple ribs and that type of stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Really? I didn't even know she was in John Wick 3. I haven't got to see that one yet. Oh, she plays a major part. Yeah, she's super kick-ass in it. Cool. Uh, but I'm pretty sure she broke a number of bones in that role also. Well, sweet. She's uh still out there kicking ass, taking names, and isn't afraid to get hurt. Number four, no way, man. number four is Daniel Craig while portraying James Bond across, uh, what do you have, three movies, four movies? Daniel Craig had his two front teeth knocked out. He also received eight stitches after being kicked in the face. In the quantum of solace, he tore a shoulder muscle, bruised his ribs, and lost the tip of one of his fingers. Ooh. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. 
does it mention anything? I think uh, from Casino Royale, where he was smacked in the nuts a lot with that rope thing. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think uh, the last four things I mentioned there were all Quantum of Solos. Uh, that included this uh, eight stitches after getting kicked in the face. Only one would have been the two front teeth getting knocked out. I think that was Spectre. So he might have he might have got out unscathed on uh, Casino Royale. Can you imagine when you're filming and you just look, you're like, I just knocked that dude's teeth right out. Yeah. And then just how much that will delay filming and stuff. That was kind of what I was thinking about. Because some people were out <laughs> oh, for like yeah. 30 days and then they're like the main actor in the movie. CGI. You know, and he's just smiling and just missing these two front teeth. Number three. Bradley Pitt, don't know if you've ever heard of him, uh, maybe better known as Brad Pitt. In the film Seven, mm-hmm. Brad's arm went through a windshield and severed a tendon during a chase scene. He filmed the rest of the movie in a cast, in a cast that they had to write into the script. So that's why you see him with a cast for a heavy chunk of the film there. That's a good movie. Yeah, very good movie. Nearly a decade later, while filming Troy, this is this is incredible. Brad tore his Achilles tendon while playing the Greek wow. hero Achilles. He missed ten weeks of filming. Oh, oh, dude! How ironic yeah, is he, that? He did, you know, he, he did that just for the press. <laughs> did it on purpose. Yeah, I, I can't get a more ironic injury than that. Number two, Sly Stallone. Nice. Got a huge Slice Stallone fan uh, on the podcast here, Jamie. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna show your boy some love on my countdown. Number two, during a unsimulated spar with Dolph Lundgren in Rocky Four, Sly mm. took a devastating punch to the chest that caused his heart to swell. Sly was airlifted to the U.S., where he spent eight days in the ICU. Also broke several ribs while portraying John Rambo. And required metal inserts after injuries in both the Expendables and the Expendables 3. I think one's in his head and one's in his neck. Nice. Wow. Dang. Way to go, Dolph, man. And number one. <laughs> right, yeah. I got, I got number one. Can I guess number one? Go for it. Our boy, Tommy Cruise? It's not Tom Cruise. He did uh, oh! He did bust his, uh, uh, what he broke, bro- his ankle. broke his ankle on uh, Mission Impossible. Not for sure you didn't Number know Tommy Cruise. Number one, this is pretty bonkers. It is from the, uh, all from the uh, one film too, but uh, the highest grossing R-rated film of all time, The Passion of the Christ, Jim Caviezel took a beating playing the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He was struck by lightning while filming the Sermon on the Mount. His fellow castmates <laughs> claimed to see fire shooting out of his head. Whoa. Fortunately. <laughs> oh, my God. Fortunately, he survived without major injuries, but proceeded to consider uh, con- continue filming and suffered a separated shoulder, hypothermia, pneumonia, and lung and skin infections before completing the film. Wow. Wow. That's wow. unreal. Yeah. And that is my top five gluttons for punishment in Hollywood. You didn't even mention Ed Harris either. <laughs> didn't mention Ed Harris. What all did he rack up? Oh, he during the abyss. Drowned in the abyss. Oh, yeah. yeah, in the abyss he almost drowned. He also was ripped in half during that film. <laughs> 
Uh, they had to put him back. They had to stitch him back together. <laughs> if it was honestly between him though and Kate Winslet, I'd have to give the nod to Kate. She uh, uh, suffered uh, like pneumonia and hypothermia, and also almost drowned. Also in a James Cameron film, but uh, I guess James Cameron was such a hard ass that she didn't complain to him because she was kind of intimidated by him uh, yeah. when she almost drowned um, on the Titanic. Well, there we go. Kyle, is this the longest episode we've ever done? <laughs> how, well, how long are we? Know. Like a 128. <laughs> oh, man. We are getting pretty long here. Yeah, we uh, can just, just cut just cut all of uh, Alex's stuff. It'd be fine. <laughs> oh, don't okay. do that to right. Alex. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. What we, now what we need to do is talk about, um, for those of us who weren't able to watch the Iron Man episode live, We've got some grievances there about that thing. Good Lord, man. You just want to – do you want to recap it again? Should we just start? I know Alex enjoyed <laughs> yeah, the episode. Should we get into uh, it? What do, you guys need to, what do you guys need to say about it? Best thing I've ever seen. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes. 